Welcome back, nerds, to another episode of Judging Nerd Culture. I'm Ollie. And I'm Jess. And this is Mabel. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mabel. Our... Our child. Sure, sure, sure. Our, our, our little child. But I was looking for a way to describe her, because, like, she is very loving to us and only us, and otherwise hates all living creatures. <laughs> yeah. I always get kind of mad when people are like, oh, she's so mean. And I'm like, no, she's not. Stop saying she's mean. And I'm like, I get kind of angry. But then I have to remember that she is kind of mean to other people. Well, the thing is, she she isn't mean if you stay at least five feet away from her at all times. Yeah, and if you let her come to you. But even then, she might she, she might give you a good, a, a good slap yeah. for no particular reason. A good little slap. But only if you acknowledge her. <laughs> If she walks up to you and you pretend she's not there, she won't hit you. Uh, point is, Mabel's a monster, but we love her. Yeah. Uh, and today, we're not talking about any of that. We're talking about X. X, the A24 movie. Yeah. A24 has become one of the most interesting movie studios that I can think of, to be honest. Yeah. They, they have such a unique storytelling uh style they do yeah um whenever uh an a24 movie comes out i'm always pretty excited um <laughs> haven't watched i think it's called lamb haven't watched that yet um <laughs> do know what it's about though which is <laughs> wild um but like midsummer um x all these other movies like they're really good mm-hmm. they're always very interesting Mm-hmm. scary but also interesting <laughs> they are some of the scarier ones that i've seen in a long while and i'm pretty sure like i could be wrong but i think like hereditary well, is the... an a24 movie but hereditary even though the ending was kind of lame um there were so many parts in that movie that disturbed me um <laughs> the first death was magnificent just because (laughs) i remember sitting on the couch with you and a couple other friends and that scene happens and it's a oh if if you have ever seen hereditary you know what i'm talking about um it just clean pops off and it i remember everybody else kind of like whoa god like being disgusted and super disturbed and me and you (laughs) 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 laughing because it was so viscerally disturbing, but you? also just it's kind of comical because it's just it makes that sound and it's gone. <laughs> um, but we're not talking about hereditary, we're talking about X, X, uh, <laughs> the movie X. Um, so it is a movie set in early 70s, uh, 71 or 72, I believe, about a uh group of people who are renting out this old cabin area on this man and wife on their farm um and they are going to shoot a porno but they do not tell the old couple uh who they are renting from that they're gonna shoot a porno and Mm -hmm. then bloodshed ensues yes uh not specifically because of the porno but also because of the sex (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like, you're not wrong uh also 
this is not relevant to any uh, criticisms or review, but the porno that they were shooting was uh, The Farmer's Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Which was really good. <laughs> I will get into more of uh, that, more of the plot, more of the meaning and stuff, um, what we liked and disliked. Um, did you did you want to do it the same way as last time where we did aesthetic, uh, or we didn't do aesthetic, did we? I'm not thinking of restaurants. <laughs> I'm thinking of our restaurant categories. We need to write this down. Um. How do we review movies? <laughs> so, vibe is one of our primary criteria for movie rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just the general feel of the movie. That's great. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, what else are we looking for? Because I think another... Imp- you know, acting. Mm-hmm. The, the quality of acting. Quality yeah. of directing. The plot. The skill level. Mm-hmm. So we can break that down into skill. Between, you know, acting, writing, and whatever else. Uh, is there anything else you think is vital to uh, a movie's credibility? Well, maybe... I, I want to say production value, but we did also watch Velocipastor, and that had very low <laughs> um, budget, and yet should have won an Oscar. So, <laughs> it's hard to say. Maybe the last one, the last uh, pillar of rating should be, like, message or purpose. Because, like, Velociraptor... <laughs> Velocipastor... <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Velocipastor. Yes. Uh, had a very clear purpose. Message, no idea. But it had a very <laughs> clear purpose. And that was to be stupid as hell. Yeah. And it did a great job at that. <laughs> yes. So I think I think we've broken it down into three solid categories. Okay. <laughs> okay. So before we start going into each one, do you want to mm-hmm. do a quick overview? Or you want me to do it? Of what happens? Yeah. Just. I mean, I kind of already did. Yeah. No, you're right. That, <laughs> that is, God, that's so. That's everything. That's everything. Really. That's every, it's not a deep plot. No. It's, it is a slasher film. Um. With. I don't know, an artsy feel to it. Like, it's it's a 1970s slasher film, but with, like, meaning behind it. And, like, done very artsy and in a very creative way. Yeah, and porn. Know. And there's a lot of porn. You do see full frontal. <laughs> <laughs> full frontal, man. Man and woman. You see it. You see it all. <laughs> At one point, I was like, Ollie, I don't want to see anymore. I don't want to see any more pee-pee. <laughs> uh, sometimes, sometimes you've had enough. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's a pretty common sentiment. Also, speaking of porn, everybody should go watch uh, Minx. Also a very good... A very good show. Very good. About uh, a magazine. Yeah. A slightly pornographic, erotic magazine. But that's not... It's about the characters, and it's very funny and mm. very good. We'll talk about that in depth some other day, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, all right. So, let's jump right into it then. Uh, for vibe, for this movie, mm-hmm. it had... The thing that I liked about the vibe of this movie more than anything else was that it had this feeling of... They took a genuine attempt to make a, a story about people who thought they were doing something important for them, mm-hmm. even though in hindsight what they were doing was shooting a smut film in, a, in an abandoned person's, I don't know, cabin in their backyard. So, like, 
in in the micro it seemed really or in the macro it seemed really kind of stupid and kind of weird but when you focused in on each character and each person's purpose like it seemed really important to them in a way that felt like it was giving a lot of weight to their doing like part of what they were doing was almost artistic mm-hmm. and that's just you know referring to the character's motivations to make this pornography yeah. but like <laughs> the movie itself took itself very seriously mm-hmm. It was still funny. It was still, like, full of interesting, like, little, like, oh, that was weird. That was fun. Whatever. It had, it wasn't just one monotone experience, Mm -hmm. but the entire time it was very much a grounded, fully believing in itself and its premise story. And that was cool. I appreciated that. Yeah. I think the um, feeling that these people were taking it so seriously and being really artsy about it was because of the, um, the cameraman. He, you know, says throughout the first half of the movie that he (laughs) wants to do this porno (laughs) like, uh, like the French, because that's, you know, the, the new fashion that's, that's kind of popular and he wants to be artsy with it. He wants to be creative with this porn. And so that people won't just see it as porn, but like as art and whatever, um, it's just porn. Um, <laughs> everybody there is like super excited about it. The the director, I guess, the man who who write wrote the script, the plot <laughs> of this porn, and uh, whose money is supplying producing this movie. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know how that works, but he he is uh, super excited about it. He's really very uh passionate about this project as well and them together i think makes the project seem very big like it does seem like oh uh as you know an audience member oh this must be like the first (laughs) the first porno ever made it must be you know the the first artsy porno ever made in the 70s you know uh but i think that that is where the that feeling comes from. Yeah, and it's, just, it's the reason I think that's a feeling that I really appreciated was just because, like, again, when you look at it, all of the characters were dedicated to this thing that they were doing because they thought it was going to, in some way, shape, or form, drastically improve and or change their lives. <clears throat> and it did. <laughs> and it sure as fuck did. Uh, I don't know. Just despite the fact that the characters n- never really get too into their backgrounds and mm-hmm. you know what makes them so what has them in such dire need for this to succeed mm-hmm. you don't really know you know they're not doing great i mean they in the beginning of the movie they walk out of a burlesque so i'm assuming he's the owner of this burlesque and these are the showgirls mm. so yeah it, it never really gets too into it but it, it's clear like all right this is who they are this is where they're at and it's set up such a quick characterization of them and like their needs mm-hmm. for you know growth or whatever else with a couple scenes. So I don't know that that investment into the characters mm-hmm. and what they need to succeed in their you know for, for ten futures. I was just very enlightening. Like it, it made it so that right off the bat, I kind of wanted certain people to survive. Yeah, I mean, they're, even though they, you know, 
are, are doing the porn, they're sinful uh, heathens, um, they are really cool people. Um, I mean, they have a session where they're they're just all chilling, you know, after after the fact of this porn being made um, in this small kind of kind of cozy little cabin, I think. Yeah, um, it doesn't look too bad. <laughs> um, which, if they had just locked the doors, they would have been fine. <laughs> Nothing bad would have happened. Yeah, they could they're two old people. They could have just locked the doors. Yeah, the killer but, was not magical. It just was an old lady with a knife. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is terrifying. But um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, they they're, ha- they're having this conversation, and they're talking to the sound girl. I guess is what she would be. Uh, I don't know. Anything about producing a porno or a movie. Um, but she's the, the girlfriend of the cameraman, and she's asking these questions because she's really not used to this sort of thing and these sort of people. Um, you know, she's, as her boyfriend says, she's a, she's not like the others. She's a good girl. She's, hmm. you know, w- goes to church or, like, she never had sex, I guess. I don't know. She just seems, you know, very quiet, calm. Um, maybe, I don't know safely raised or something who knows um but she is asking all these questions like why do you do this like you feel okay with it like don't you you know feel bad when the person you love is boning someone else for a porno and they just kind of discuss that like nobody else should decide what you do with your life and you just live it the way you want to because we're all going to be old and die someday and we're not going to be able to do these things. Um, and when it comes to sex and love, they can be separate. Um, like when you choose to love someone, you can choose to be monogamous or you can love that person, but also have an understanding that you can choose to have sex with other people. Um, I don't know, it was it was very, very modern, very, uh, I don't know, empowering to uh, the women at the time in the 70s. Um, and I, I don't know, I thought that was a really cool yeah. scene. Um, because it didn't make it seem like these women were, you know, floozy women who were just like, ah, eh, let's make pornos and have sex all the time and like... I don't know, usually they're like, oh, you know, these women are sleazy, they're no good, they're gross, yucky, dirty, whatever. Um, or they're a lot of times being shown as being, like, taken advantage of. Yeah. And these women, like, more so than the men in this movie, seemed like they knew what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they, they knew what was going to happen. They were there to act and let people watch it mm-hmm. um, because they wanted to be stars they wanted to get money they knew perverts were gonna watch them they didn't care yeah. um perverts pay the they, bills i yeah, think they said that as they well. literally say that um so yeah it's it's a really cool scene um but i appreciate it i don't know yeah uh i i agree that was probably one of my perf- one of my favorite scenes in the movie mm-hmm. uh again because it really dives into more of the characters and who they are yeah uh but on top of that like you said, it just had a real in, in a movie that was entirely uncomfortable mm-hmm. the almost the entire fucking time. A scene of chill, like relaxation. Yeah, it, it really was very calm, and 
inviting. They just seemed like a really cool group of friends. And, you know, they didn't get mad at this girl. Like, at first they were a little wary because, like, what it, what nonsense is she about to say? <laughs> but she was generally just curious and wanted to ask questions uh, because eventually <laughs> she then said, mm, I want to be in this movie, which is a whole nother bag of worms that... Uh, bag of worms? Can of worms. <laughs> I think it's a can of worms. Uh, can of worms that she opens with her boyfriend, um, which is kind of sad. It's a very sad scene where he cries in the shower it really actually yeah. tore my heart into yeah um, so here's the thing so like i'm all down for people you know exploring sexuality with each other and other people and all sorts of other things mm-hmm. but like if you're in a committed relationship you, you can't just do that without <laughs> talking about you it you can just jump in you know yeah. it's cool that she was interested in being a part of the movie because like she said like this is a one-time thing. Yeah. Like, she will probably never have this chance again. So, especially with these this group of people who are so, you know, comfortable with it and that make her feel a, a bit safe. Um, mm-hmm. So, she just, she tells him, I'm going to do it. And he's like, uh, no. Yeah, I mean, his response wasn't great either, but, like, completely understandable. Yeah, he, he came out of left field. He was surprised, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You you just can't surprise yeah. your partner by deciding, hey, you're gonna film me in a porno. Yeah, and you you have a it's the seventies, I guess. <laughs> like they're progressive enough for porn, but they don't, I guess, uh, progress far enough to uh, polyamory or communication. Who knows? I, but I think communication is the key. <laughs> but um, they are open relationships anyway. Um, but. Yeah, she 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 just does it, doesn't she? Yeah. Like she just looks him square in the face and tells him, "I'm going to be in this porno whether you like it or not," basically. Yeah. And we haven't talked about it at all. I just decided right now tonight. Um they don't have any time to talk about it. He gets very angry, and then <laughs> the the producer is like, "Hey, um you know, when it comes to girls, cuz this is 70s. Um <laughs> they uh <laughs> They're going to do what they want, whether you like it or not. So you're either going to go in there and film it and be good with it and everything will be fine. Or you guys are probably going to break up and everything's going to be awful and it's going to be bad and weird and you're going to argue. Yeah, which honestly would have been the preferred route. You should have broken up. Yeah. That should have just been. Honestly, um, which they kind of do. He tries to leave. Yeah. Tries. <laughs> um. And uh, but <laughs> that is where the vibe of this movie changes from, you know, th- this earnest thriller, this suspenseful thing to, oh, this is straight up murder now. It's yeah, murder time. <laughs> it is murder time. Uh, there is uh, a few scenes before murder time um, with the old woman that kind of just makes you feel awful for her. And like you really like, I don't know, you're kind of rooting for her. Because it seems like her husband doesn't want anything to do with her. He doesn't want to, like, touch her. He doesn't even want to, like, hug or have sex. The have sex thing is kind of understandable because they're, like, 105 years old. I wouldn't want to have sex, I don't think, at 105 years old. I do. Something on me would break. Oh, for sure. Um, But the old man even says, like, listen, my heart is so bad, sex might kill me. She's like, come on. Yeah, but it it makes it also seem like it's this has been for a long time. Yeah. Um, because, you know, she really acts 
very lonely, even though she has her husband. Um, and there's a, there's a scene <laughs> where they're having sex, not the old people, the porno is having sex, but it's got like this soft music or something behind it. Yeah. And it does this really beautiful, um, screen cut of, <laughs> weirdly enough, the porno and the old woman being sad <laughs> and like combing her hair. <coughs> and you wouldn't expect to feel, you know, these emotions, sadness or like depression or whatever while you're watching a, a porno being made but it really is very uh powerful yeah well seeing the like because pornography has always been a thing associated with youth mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong there are gilf porns <laughs> yeah. and other other <laughs> this ones this is not a gilf <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> i'm sure she could get some makeup yeah whatever point is, <laughs> that exists but typically uh porn is seen as a very youthful industry uh and that youth versus her like her end of life sort Mm -hmm. of uh hostess version of living in this home is so starkly juxtaposed how do you say that word juxtaposed Mm -hmm. there we go thank you (laughs) i said it with my eyes (laughs) yes you did (laughs) it's so starkly juxtaposed that you feel you feel the transition even though the cut is so fast back and forth and each time it's such a change in in the vibe like mm-hmm. we were saying that it, it physically is unnerving like the scene if i recall is just her removing makeup because she tr- got all dolled up trying to make mm-hmm. her husband horny <laughs> and <laughs> it goes from that to the these people boning down to make a porn and it just keeps cutting back from this high energy youthful experience to this depressing slow cleansing of themselves as an old person it was it's just very good yeah uh the not lesson the i don't know the uh, moral i guess i don't know the, the idea in the in the movie that um we're all gonna be old and decrepit someday and die. Most horrifying um, part of the movie, <laughs> and that you know our our youth is going to pass us by, and you know the, the oh god, I'm old already. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, um, wow, I don't know. I need to drink more water. Um. Stay hydrated. As yeah, okay. What just happened? <laughs> I am the old woman. Okay, let me get my thoughts right. straight. Take when two. when you are young, mm. you want to live your life with no regrets and you want to live it to the fullest. Um so that when you're old and decrepit, you don't look back on it and think man, I, I wish I could have done this. I wish I could have talked to that person or taken that job or done that exciting thing, you know, gone on that adventure, which is kind of what happens here with the, the older woman, uh, Pearl. I just remembered her name. Um, <laughs> I don't think I remember Pearl, her name. <laughs> Pearl uh, 
you know, she she's old. She is very close to death. And, um, you know, she's she's seeing these young people who have their whole lives ahead of them. They're young, they're making a porno, and she hasn't had even had sex in, like, probably 20 years. Um, <laughs> so she's feeling just very sad. And at one point, uh, one of them tells her, you know, like, uh, it's not my fault that you didn't live your life the way you wanted it to. But I'm going to live mine now like i'm gonna i'm gonna live it the way i want to nobody gets to tell me uh what's what um and it is i feel like the main theme um of just like getting old and losing that youth and being kind of jealous of the the generations uh behind you yeah behind you because you see all of the advancements you know and you get a little jealous and like mm-hmm. uh, melancholy maybe yeah, I th- I think a part of it is also not just, like, not just regret about what you didn't do, <clears throat> but also a disappointment that you aren't that person anymore. Like, there's <clears throat> an extended scene of uh, the Pearl <clears throat> and the leading lady uh, standing in the, the farmhouse staring at a picture of Pearl when she was younger, and... It felt very much like just, I don't know, like Pearl was showing, this was me, I was you, Mm -hmm. and I can't be that anymore. And like that disappointment Mm -hmm. that like, they're not just mad that, you know, there was stuff that they regretted not doing. She's mad that this girl is her, but younger. And I, I get that. Like, that makes sense. When I am old, I hope that uh, I can see my life in a in still a very positive light. Um, hopefully, because <laughs> um, I know you know. Depending on the age you are, you go through different different stages of who you are. People change constantly. Um, they always say, oh, people don't change, but you do, um, you do change. Uh, like, the, the core stuff might still be there, but everything else, your experiences, you know, maybe the way you act or react to things change. Um, and I just hope that when I reach that stage in my life and I meet, finally meet that person who I am going to be, uh, is a cool old lady and she's (laughs) not depressed and trying to murder people. (laughs) Agreed. Uh... (laughs) I, ever since I was young, like, I was early teens, and at that stage of my life, I hated teenagers. <laughs> I hated the youth of America Here's the thing. when I was a young teen. I don't think anybody and... likes teenagers, Ollie. <laughs> Nobody likes teenagers. Not even current teenagers like teenagers. They just happen to also be a teenager. That's fair. I mean, there's a whole <laughs> MCR song about it. That's why you find other teenagers who... You can tolerate the most, <laughs> and you call them your friends. That's fair. Uh, I'm just saying that part of me is a little worried because even back then I truly hated the youths. <laughs> that when I'm older, I will, <laughs> I will be that yeah, old crotchety. It'll be man. a very weird <laughs> dynamic between us. <laughs> uh, we will be sitting on our front porch in our rockers, and I will be handing out candy to the children, and you'll be saying, "Don't do that. 
Get out of our yard! I will <laughs> be that. Walk on our grass. I'll be that old man with a gun on their porch, but it's no, not gonna. You be, won't. You won't have a gun. It's not gonna be a real gun. It's gonna be a BB gun. So I still, because I do want to no, no, shoot no, no, them. No, 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 no. It'll be one of your swords. <laughs> I mean, that's for real intimidation. But I do want to shoot kids with a BB yeah, gun. An old man in a wooden rocking chair, uh, <laughs> with a broadsword next to him. Um, that's Ollie, old old man Raul down the down the road there. Be Hell careful, he'll, you'll get stabbed. <laughs> but uh. his wife will give you candy. <laughs> that's a very strange, that's a very strange thing. It's a game. You um, get to the candy and you run away before you yeah. get stabbed. <laughs> I, will have to, I will have to treat the children as if I, as if I am giving them drugs. <laughs> Be very secretive about it. Jeez. <laughs> uh. oh, now, realistically though, I do hope that by the time I'm that old... Uh, they have developed VR technology to the level of the Matrix where you just jack in and then you're just there. Because at uh, that point, fuck it. Well, you'll be there by yourself. Come on, baby. No. Come on. <laughs> I like real life. Yeah, but when you're like, so... Like, I've been in VR. It's fine. Yeah, but that's shitty current VR. Mm -hmm. Imagine the VR of the future where you're just in it and you live it. Come on. Imagine the metaverse. <laughs> well, not that one. But... Well, in the metaverse, you can buy land, Ollie. Yeah, but there like... you go. You're already there. You you're already a step there. You buy land, then you buy a house, and then you can have a weird virtual family, and then you will live a double life. I'm just saying, like, if we get full Matrix with a full like full uh, sort out online bullshit, like that would be nice. But I don't want to be in a sludgy little vessel with things tubies down my throat. Well, you don't know how it's going to be in the future. I'm just saying, don't you want to be a deer girl? Like a real deer girl? I will be a deer girl in my dreams. And maybe when I die, who knows what heaven will be like. Maybe it will be a heaven of my own creation. And I will be a deer person. Um, otherwise, you know, I'll just absorb back into the universe. Who knows? Fine, whatever. Which also sounds very nice and peaceful. And nice. <laughs> I wouldn't mind rejoining the big gumbo pot. The big enchilada? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, let's get past that. Uh, vibe. General score. I'm going for a solid eight. Uh, because, it, like, I went into it. It is, a, it is a scary movie. It's a thriller. But it's not, like, it, it, it transitions from just a suspense uh, horror movie mm -hmm. to a full slasher. And the transition is pretty good. It's pretty seamless. But I don't know. It's something about it that doesn't seem like it was... Supposed to go together? Yeah. It didn't it didn't feel like it was... Cohesive. Exactly. Like, <laughs> they stitched it together very well, but it still is clearly two different, you know, skin tones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, I I like how it how it flowed. Um, mm. Very gory. Very gory. Um, I do love me a horror movie, um, but when I see the physical horror, <laughs> that really hurts. <laughs> um, I don't like seeing uh, like Saw. Never, never. I watched it. Never again. Uh, my sister hates horror movies, but I remember her watching Saw, and she was like, oh yeah, it's my favorite horror movie. Why? 
Why is that your favorite horror movie ever? You don't even like horror movies, and yet you pick something as a wild and extreme as Saw. I know to a lot of people, Saw is not extreme, but I do not like seeing, like, things on my body. Uh, I don't like body horror. There. There we go. That's the one I'm looking for. <laughs> I do not like body horror, unless it is The Fly, because, God, Jeff Goldblum is so hot. <laughs> sure. Um, but... What am I saying? Yes, I, I'll give this like a nine. Nine and a half. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not giving it a ten just because, I don't know, there could have been something in it that may, gave, gave it an extra oomph, I guess. Um, maybe not seeing broken fingers would have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's also that part um, where you closed your eyes when he was getting stabbed in the eye hole. Yeah. They'll do it to me. Um, <laughs> everybody's got their own opinion. This could have been a 10 for someone else who does not mind body horror. Um, it, I mean, it's not really body horror. It's just gruesome to me and freaks me out. Um, <laughs> you also do, don't do well with joints. No, I don't. <laughs> Anything. Okay. If it's zombies, whatever, they're eating you up, it's fine. But if I see and hear... Parts of your body move in a way they're not supposed to. It freaks me out. Okay? <laughs> okay. <Jeez. laughs> fine, fine. All right. Um, but uh, I really did like this movie. Um, a lot of frontal, a lot of boobs, a lot of butt, a lot of cool cutscenes, um, and just scene, the way scenes were uh, designed were, was very cool. I have not seen in a while. Um, you know, since the 70s. <laughs> um, but the story was a typical slasher, but it still had um, something to it that gave it, I don't know, seasoned it a little bit more. Yeah, had um, And the way that the old people died was spectacular and might make me give it a 10, but I will stick to my 9.5. I will not spoil how the old people die. Because it is my favorite part of the movie, um, besides right. the love relationship between Jackson and Bobby Lynn. Um, nine and a half. Nice. All right. So, that's for the vibe, right? Yeah. What about just the, the technical skill uh, between the writing, the acting, and the uh, cinematography or, you know, the cut? Well, I've already said I really loved the way the whole movie was filmed. So it, that's a 10 for me. Yeah. Uh, the, the the cuts were the weirdest I've seen in any movie in a long time. They were so fast a lot mm -hmm. of times. Yeah. The way that they, you know, that they gave the audience the, the message of the movie was through all of these cuts. And they made you feel, you know, dread or sadness or even like goofiness through all of the the different ways that they would like stay on a scene a little bit too long or you know show the two scenes side by side it was very good mm -hmm. there was a, there was like three different scenes where there was this constant back and forth fast transition between the two that was really discordant and just kind of uncomfortable mm -hmm. it was very good yes. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna give it a nine i think Skill-wise, the acting uh, was also fucking great. Like, everyone in it is actually a very good actor. Yeah. Uh, they also did a great job at being fake bad actors. 
Yeah, yes, yes. Like when they were in their porn <laughs> mode, like they were in it, and it was so good. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They're, they're very good. You you know someone's a good actor if they can be a bad be actor. a bad actor. You know, it's yeah. weird. It's it's very weird. But you can tell if somebody is, you know, faking being a bad actor or just is a bad actor. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. So, uh, the whole movie rating. Uh, no, one last one. Uh, the uh, message and the purpose. What would you rate mm-hmm. that? Because this this one for me is going to be the ten. That's the the tenor for me. Because other without the its messaging, without its purpose, it is a a spooky slasher movie about mm-hmm. a couple of old people. But with their purpose and their message, it's infinitely scarier. The constant, you know, like I said, all of these transitions were really to put across their purpose, which is you are. All of us are seconds away from this state of elderliness in which we lose who we were if we allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. And we have to, you know, embrace these things and whatever else. And that is genuinely as scary as the entire fucking well, movie. Well, that's because you don't understand that even though you lose who you used to be, you become someone new, which is also very exciting. And even if I am an old lady who is, I have a walker, you know how excited I kind of am to have a walker and not like people think it's weird? I can put everything in it, everything in my walker, okay? I can get one of those with a little basket, perfect. The candy, the tissues, I don't know, hand sanitizer, uh, extra socks, my feet get cold, a sweater, my purse, a cat, a dog, children, whatever I want, I can put in there and push around very slowly, probably. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just hiding my, uh, fear of becoming old with uh, a bunch of overcompensating, uh, optimism, but I don't know. We might not make it to old age. The world could end at any minute. Who knows? Alright, so what's your number rating for, uh, its purpose and messaging? Uh, I think I'll give it a nine and a half, um... Because even though I'm pretty sure that's the, you know, the whole meaning of it, I think while I was watching it, there were times where I was like, okay, kind of what is this message supposed to be? Like, she's sad that she's old mm-hmm. and now she's killing people. Like, it, it was still good. I still enjoyed it. But sometimes I got a little muddled, but that could have just been me. I think the, the muddling wasn't just you. I think... That was part of them deliberately trying to have like a second, third act twist sort of thing. Yeah. Which they They also tried to have a good message or uh, a deep message, I guess, in a slasher film. Yeah. I mean, that alone (laughs) is a Titanic (laughs) undertaking. (laughs) All right. So we've put together our scores. We've aggregated the the total and we are giving this movie an 8.6. Seems too low. <laughs> that seems too low, but that's okay. Um, personally, I will give it a nine point eight. Okay. Uh. Um, together jointly, I guess eight point six. Um, repeating. Yeah, but the um, the little twist at the end of the credits. Um, we did not stay long enough to watch them, but. I didn't think um, they were going to do that. Yeah, but we are aware of the uh, the end scene um, that is basically a trailer for Pearl. 
um, <laughs> for a prequel, which super excited about. Um, I knew that that stupid old age makeup was for a reason. Um, so the the woman uh, Mia Goth, who plays the fixation of the older woman, um, plays Pearl in the older or in the prequel. Um, because when they're standing in the hallway and they're looking at this picture, um, they look exactly the same. Um, the old woman, Pearl, looked like this young woman when she was younger. So, uh, that was kind of weird when when we watched it and I was like, okay, so what? Is she just mad? Because, like you said, I guess she is the younger version of herself. But no, there's going to be a prequel and Mia Goth will be playing Pearl. (laughs) Cool. And then in the future, she murders pearl so like herself i guess nice her older self kill yourself and star in your prequel i guess (laughs) (laughs) all right well i think that about does it for us folks thank you for watching i hope you enjoyed it hope you watched the movie it's darn good it's a very good movie Mm -hmm. i liked it a24 man just you know keep an eye out for their shit (laughs) uh so, uh, last couple things. Remember to uh, check out whatever else we have on this YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're not, if you're listening on any of the random podcast apps that we are on, we're also doing this on YouTube. And you can watch us there at Delta Crypto Productions. Do you want to tell people what is on our YouTube channel or do you just want them to go find out? I would like them to just go find out, but no, I'll tell them. They're... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tabletop role-playing games. Yeah, mostly just tabletop role-playing games other than this. Uh, there's one of the game that I made, Terra Magia, in which there's a couple of detectives unsolving a uh, quite convoluted murder. <laughs> it did sound like you said unsolving a murder, which makes me feel like <laughs> they're committing the murder. <laughs> they are definitely unsolving a few murders. <laughs> That's for sure. Making, it, making the murder harder to solve. <laughs> um... <laughs> Good God. Nothing happened. Uh, there's also just a traditional D&D 5e uh, campaign of Pirates in Skies called Sea Saga. So Say that five times fast. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that is everything uh, for now. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.